0: this is the sharp angle every day on your favorite podcast player what is going on welcome into the sharp angle podcast on today's show we'll uh go ahead and take a look at some of the nfl games this weekend i've got three picks right now for uh, the NFL and I I do recommend you guys stay tuned both tomorrow and Sunday for the quick picks Uh, for those new to the show on the weekends we just uh, get in do some quick picks and then kind of get out so we'll do a you know a little bit of a handicap on each of these games let you guys know why I like these three and then make sure tune back in Sunday morning for any updates on line changes roster changes things like that but we'll go ahead and start off with yep. We're doing it again. We're going to go Dallas Cowboys <laughs> minus one at Washington. And I could just hear you guys right now groaning. Oh, are you serious? The Cowboys again. How many times have I been on the Cowboys this year? I get it. But look. I think this is like the lowest we're going to be buying Dallas all season. This team is not as bad as they've shown both players and coaches. Now there's a couple concerns before I get into all the reasons why I like Dallas. It's fair to point out some of the concerns. Earlier this week, uh, there were several unnamed players that said this coaching staff is not prepared. This coaching staff's not showing up and they're lost, right? That's obviously not a good thing that you want to hear, especially when you're betting on a team. But we've heard this a lot of times before. My first thing I did was go back, find old newspaper articles, find old uh, uh, online articles, Twitter posts, things like that with players unhappy with coaches. And generally what happens is those players get vetted out and they're either not a huge part of the game. As long as it's not impacting the locker room, it should be okay. And I really believe this Cowboys team, if you hear them talk in press conferences, if you watch some of their Twitter accounts, they're still in this thing. And it does help that they, you know, the division titles well in sight. So... That's a negative. The players coming out saying things about the coaches. The other negative is Zach Martin, their right guard. Uh, he's likely not to play this week uh, due to uh, concussion protocol, and that means that Dallas is now down. I think three of their beginning starters on offensive line. Uh, talking about the beginning of this year, so I wanted to put those few things out there because it's not fair to just say, "Oh, everything is great for Dallas." It's all I think we by watching them, we know everything's not great for Dallas, but. You know, those are a couple things, obviously, that needed to be pointed out. But I am on Dallas because I think this has to be, again, one of the more underrated teams in the league and probably the lowest you'll buy the Dallas Cowboys. Look, when you really look at how good Dallas is and you look at some stats, Dallas can move the football. This offense is not bad. As a matter of fact, Dallas Cowboys this year the number one team in the NFL in terms of yards per game. They're gaining more yards than any other team. And as you guys know, that's how you put points on the board. Uh, Bill Belichick was famous saying this a couple years ago. He, uh, he came out and said, it's something like every 10 yards you gain in the NFL – past the 30 yard line and that's your own 30 yard line so there's 70 yards to go. Uh, every 10 yards you gain should theoretically equal about 1 point by the end of it, right? So if you gain 400 yards during the game after the 30 yard line, that should be about 40 points, right? So so you guys kind of get the the, uh, the the equation there. Well, Dallas is gaining more yards than any other team and they're also scoring almost as much as any other team 10th in points per game. So not as much as any other team, but that's well above average. They're putting points on the board. It's just that defense and the defense is getting healthier and healthier. Sean Lee should be coming back. One of their best cornerbacks, Chido Bail should be coming back. And when you, and when you look at the, uh, the points per game and, or excuse me, when you look at the yards per game, like I said, Dallas first in the league averaging 464 yards per game. The second best team in the NFL is Tennessee averaging 423 yards per game. That's 40 more yards a game Dallas is putting up. So this offense can move the football. And I do believe that Andy Dalton is a bit of a downgrade from Dak Martin, uh, from (laughs) Dak Martin, uh, Dak Prescott, but it's not that big of a deal. Like he's like a two or three point downgrade. It's not five or six points like the market originally had. So... You you know, the uh, over-adjustment for Andy Dalton, the fact that Dallas has lost some really, really public games, and that's something that you got to pay attention to. When these games are on TV and everyone's watching, it means that much more for the alternate inflation of the line one way or another. Look, they're on the road, minus one at Washington this game. I mean, we're talking about Washington, and Dallas is minus one. So, again, first in yards per game. 10th in points per game. Now let's get over to the football team, the Washington football team. Washington, you talk about yards per game and how it equals, you know, eventually should equal points. Washington is dead last in yards per game. We're seeing a huge juxtaposition here. Dallas, the best team in the league in terms of yards per game. Washington, the absolute worst. And if you look at points per game, Washington, is third last in the NFL. The only teams worse than Washington at putting points on the board are the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Washington is lost at quarterback. Doesn't matter who they seem to put back there. They're really injured on both sides of the football. And honestly, I hate going there, but it seems like there may be a little bit tanking for Trevor going on this year. They do want an excuse to get uh, Dwayne Haskins out of town. From what I can tell from just listening to interviews and hearing these coaches talk is Dwayne Haskins. He's not the brightest, you know. He's not the sharpest tool in the drawer. I don't want to be mean here, but I mean he's not picking up an offense and it is a bit, you know, damning when him and other Ohio State quarterbacks who have played either under Urban Meyer or Ryan Day, well, less Ryan Day, he's, he's new, but it's an indictment. You know, a lot of these other quarterbacks coming from other systems i.e., Clemson, Alabama, they adapt much, much better to the NFL system. Ohio State quarterbacks just don't. It seems like that's the case. And Dwayne Haskins fits right into that bill. As a matter of fact, one of the first things we heard out of, out of, the rookie training camp with Dwayne Haskins, I think it was last year, two years ago, whenever he was drafted. This dude doesn't know how to run an offense. He doesn't understand how offense works. He doesn't get how to even call play in a huddle, right? So, Dwayne Haskins, Washington wants him out of town, and you're going to get about as close to his tank to tanking as you are with any other team with uh, Washington. And as I mentioned, this is a division game. Dallas sees the NFC East. It's well within reach. So. Let's go, Dallas. Don't burn me again. Come on, Cowboys. Minus one at Washington. All right, game number two. We're going to go the Pittsburgh Steelers plus one at Tennessee. And this isn't necessarily so much about Tennessee. I like Tennessee. I like Mike Vrabel. They've got a good coaching staff. They're one of the better teams in the NFL. It's not about fading Tennessee, really. Now, I do believe that we're selling Tennessee a bit high here, right? I think they're about the highest they're going to be this year. And you guys hear me talk about that all the time because that's very important. Fading the public narrative is where you're going to make your money because that's where you're going to get value on a lot of these games. And Tennessee has been playing well. But guess what? Everyone knows they've been playing well. Everyone's talking about this team. That's when I want to go the other direction. And Pittsburgh, on the other hand, it's weird. Pittsburgh's usually a public team, but they're not getting much public money this year. And I can't figure out why. They've got the best defense in the NFL. Big Ben's getting healthier and healthier. And if you look at Pittsburgh in this spot as a road underdog, they're one of the best teams period, in the NHL going on the road when they're not expected to win. Pittsburgh fails when they go on the road and expectations are high when they're favorites and they overlook the team who they're about to play. That's not going to happen this week against a very good, undefeated Tennessee's team. And Pittsburgh's defense, again, like I said, probably the best in the NFL, certainly unlike any defense Tennessee has seen before. And Tennessee... On their defense, they've been very susceptible to giving up yards. As a matter of fact, Tennessee is the seventh worst team in the NFL in terms of yards per game. I trust Mike Tomlin here, and I do believe Mike Tomlin has improved the last couple of years. I I think he's, you know, we, we always talk about Mike Tomlin not doing well with game situations, things like that, but Mike Tomlin has improved, and I feel better and better about taking Mike Tomlin in certain spots like this. Pittsburgh, two weeks to prep. So they've had an additional week and it's not like they were prepping for some other team and then all of a sudden this Tennessee game gets put on the board. This game was canceled last week. Pittsburgh has had essentially a bye week to get ready for Tennessee. You give them all that time, it's so much more beneficial for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tennessee, we're selling them as high as they're going to be this year and we're taking Pittsburgh plus one on the road. And my final game that I like this weekend, we're going to go uh, Green Bay minus three at the Houston Texans. This is a good spot for Green Bay and a bad spot for Houston. As a matter of fact, this is a huge bounce back spot for Green Bay, right? We, we kind of know that. I think a lot of betters out there assume that. Uh, the Sunday, one of the biggest games of the week last week, it was, I think, the most viewed game last week on Fox, uh, not just on Fox, but it, the game was on Fox. Um, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And Green Bay gets up 10 points, ends up getting outscored 31-0 for the rest of the game. And Aaron Rodgers after the game, he was like offended that people were questioning this team. Offended that people were upset. And the one thing that you heard from Aaron Rodgers, Matt Lafleur, LeFleur, was... The practice wasn't good. The practice, the, the preparation wasn't adequate leading up to the game that week. Do you really think Green Bay is going to have another bad week of practice? I don't think so. So it's a huge bounce-back spot for Green Bay. And on the other hand, this is a major letdown spot for the Houston Texans. Houston last week they were going for. Uh, I mean that was sort of like a a, a, a deal-breaking game last week for Houston, right? They get the coaching change. They get the win with the week before. Things are starting to go well. And then they blow a lead, losing overtime to Tennessee. This is the biggest letdown spot I've ever seen. And you may say, what's the difference? Green Bay lost. Houston lost. Shouldn't be a, a bounce back spot for both teams. Absolutely not, because you have to look at expectations, the way these teams lost, and what's going on this season with those teams. Houston's a mess. They're trading players away. They fired their coach. Green Bay, on the other hand, they're solid. They're like, yeah, it's fine. It's one loss. We're going to bounce back, be okay. So big bounce back spot for Green Bay, major letdown spot for Houston. And if you look at last week, Houston's defense... Well, not just last week. This season, Houston's defense is very porous. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL giving yards up. And last week, they gave up over 400 to Tennessee. Through the air, mind you. Not on the ground, through the air. And we all know Tennessee wants to keep the ball on the ground. Houston is 29th in sacks given up. So when they have the ball... And keep in mind, Houston's 29th in sacks given up, that is with Deshaun Watson. One of the best scrambling quarterbacks in the NFL, who is elusive, good pocket presence, and gets rid of the football. So... I don't like any of the stats this game. I don't like any spot here, or I don't like the spot here for Houston. And I think it's a very, very good bounce back spot for Green Bay. I think they unleash a lot of the anger on Houston, and I think they certainly cover this three points on the road. So we're going to go Green Bay minus three at Houston. Uh, and once again, uh, Pittsburgh plus one at Tennessee, and the Dallas Cowboys minus one at washington so all right that does it for my games this weekend let me know what do you guys have give us a follow on uh, twitter at sharp angle pod give us a like on facebook as well and uh, good luck whatever you guys have tonight tomorrow uh let's hope you cash and keep in mind we'll be uh, putting up tomorrow's quick picks i'm not sure depends whether we have some soccer tomorrow morning either late tonight on friday or early tomorrow on saturday but good luck whatever you guys have and we'll talk to you then on the sharp angle